motherfuckers! Hey, motherfuckers! What the fuck is going on? Hey, motherfuckers! Hey, motherfuckers! What the fuck? Hey! Hey, everybody! Hey, everybody! It is me! Yeah, boy! Stu McAllister! With me, as always, are the dogs. I got Wean Dog licking everything in sight over there. I got Sadie Dog uh, staring me down right now. Why are you staring me down? I just fed you like five minutes ago. I, I, I don't have anything for you to eat here. I'm going to eat when I'm done podcasting. You're fine, Sadie. Go find somewhere to lie down or go upstairs. I don't give a shit. Either way, stop giving me the death stare. Mm-hmm. But hey, everybody, it is a Thursday, March 3rd, 2020. And apparently, it was pointed out to me by the one and only Mr. Matt Harper that today, bless you, Sadie Doug, uh, that today's podcast is episode 600. Now, if you have listened to all 600 of the podcasts, uh, that is a waste of at least 600 hours of your life, (laughs) approximately. I know a lot are less than an hour. Uh, Some have been more than an hour. But I'll make it easy on me, Uh, 600 hours of podcasting. Now, is that a lot? Yeah, it's fuck. It's too much. It's way too fucking much. Uh, but if you were to uh, translate it in the form of a Joe Rogan podcast, that's only two. <laughs> I have done two Joe Rogan podcasts. God damn, that dude talks a fucking lot. Uh, but hey. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening to this shit. Uh, If you're new, welcome to the party, pal. (laughs) I'm Stevie Callister, ex-comedian, ex-social work, current fucking 'er ne'er-do-well. And uh, this is the podcast. I talk about my shit up front, and then in the back end, I talk about shit going on in the world. It goes on a lot of tangents. I usually rant way more than I think I would. Uh, Is it funny? Probably not. Uh, Is there a lot of swearing? Fuck yeah. If I can't be funny, at least I can swear. (laughs) Everybody's disappointed by my swearing. And uh, you know what? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. And I don't give a fuck. Because it's my podcast. If you don't like it, you're a cuck. (laughs) What a weird word to come into our lexicon. Cuck. I mean, I know that word's been around forever. But it seemingly has only been like the last year or two where cuck, for whatever reason, has entered into our uh, daily lives. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be. Cuck is not a word that anyone should ever use at any time. The only time you should ever hear the word cuck is if uh, a little kid is telling you to cook something, right? 
Can you cook me some spaghetti? <laughs> cook my spaghetti for me, Ma. Once you're done cooking my spaghetti, uh, maybe I'll see you have sex with somebody and Dad will sit in the corner. <laughs> uh, cook that spaghetti, Ma. Anyway, uh, how's your day been going? Has it been a good day? Hopefully it's been a good day. I'm sure it's been a good day. Yeah, it has. My day has been busy. Uh, for those who are unaware, I have uh, been on leave from work uh, because I got into a car accident last Friday. So it's almost been a week. Uh, my car got totaled. It got destroyed. Uh, it actually it got picked up. Yesterday, uh, my insurance company, they cut me a check. They cucked me a check. <laughs> and uh, they picked up the dead vehicle. I I'm sad about it because uh, that was a, it was a good vehicle. I like that vehicle. Uh, but you can't drive that vehicle when it's fucking destroyed. An airbag went off. The fucking wheel was perpendicular to what it should have been. And uh, I didn't need an adjuster to come over and tell me that a car that was made in 2009 with 170,000 miles on it has been totaled. Of course it has been. Air, when airbags go off, unless, again, the car, unless you just drove the car off the lot and airbags went off, you're, you're, it's fucking, it's totaled. All right? Am I wrong? Probably. But I'm going to stick to what I'm saying. So uh, I'm, I'm, so it's been busy the last couple days because I've been dealing with insurance. I've been dealing with doctors. I've been dealing with uh, car shit, uh, trying to find a new car. I have uh, also had job interviews. All, uh, all taking up my time and pretty much I just want to stay at home and, and relax my back. And to be honest, I, however, I probably would have been to work if I had any other job than the job I currently have, uh, the, the job I currently have is lifting a lot of heavy things, a lot of twisting and turning, and I'm standing on cement all fucking day. Um, if I was doing a social work job, I would have gone to work. If I was, uh, uh, what other dumb jobs? If I, if I was at Dippin' Dots still, I would have gone to work. But with this job, I was like, nope. And the doc was like, yep, you're right, you're out. Go to back on Monday. So I'm going to go back to work on Monday. But uh, for those who are keeping score at home, I uh, have been offered another job. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going to take it. Why? Why? Because uh, two, two, well, th there are three factors. Factor number one, it's a first shift job again. Fuck me and fuck you. I hate second shift. I hate getting home at like midnight. It sucks. Everything's closed. It sucks. I hate it. I'll get up at five in the morning. I don't give a shit anymore. I'll get up at five in the morning as long as I can fucking be home relatively early. I'm not down with the clowns. So fuck second shift. So that's one. Uh, number two... It's uh, back to like a driving job. 
I'm in a vehicle a good portion of the day. I have discovered that uh, I like I like a driving job. I just I do I put a lot of wear and tear on a vehicle, probably a lot of wear and tear on myself. Uh, but I like it, and so I got I gotta be happy. I gotta be me, right? I gotta be me. I gotta be me. And uh, the last reason is it it pays more too. I can't, and it pays a, a lot more. So, uh, so there we go. That's it. So one, two, three. But I got to go through this process, this background check process. There, it's another thing that it's another job that I probably won't be able to really talk about. There's a lot of security issues, that kind of shit. It's weird, right? I don't keep getting involved in this shit. I'll probably talk about it in some way on the Patreon, but I just I don't think I can talk about it here on this for everybody to listen to. <laughs> Stu, are you worried that your prospective employer might listen to the podcast? Yeah, of course. They'll listen to this and they'll realize that I swear like a fucking motherfucker. And they'll be like, oh my God, you can't hire this lunatic. And then I'll sue the shit out of them. <laughs> but I also know they're not going to listen. Who's going to listen to this shit? I, why do you listen to this shit? Nobody's going to listen to this shit. This, this is just me ranting into a Radio Shack tape recorder. That's what it is. I have never had any expectations of anybody listening ever. Would I love to get paid for this? Fuck yeah, I would. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't love talking into a microphone for an hour or less a day and uh, having people throw money at them? What an easy fucking job. That's why I loved the concept of radio. That's why I wish I had gotten a job in radio. So that I can just sit down and talk, say whatever's going on in my brain, talk with the co-host, talk with whatever callers might be calling in, and you just have some fun. I'm just looking to have some fun. That's all I want to do. That's what you should have in your job. You should enjoy your job. You should have fun in your job. And, and uh, But then when the job's over, you get the fuck out of there, right? So I was uh, I Facebook friends with a guy that I knew here. He did radio stuff here in Grand Rapids. He was a producer of a show. And then he got lured away to do a morning show of his own in a uh, small podunk town and uh i was like good for you dude good for fucking you this is like you you're taking some steps you're taking a leap you're working on your chops your chappity chaps and you're doing it and he went and he did it and uh now he's not doing it <laughs> apparently his job uh i don't know if the 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 morning show he was doing just got eliminated altogether. Like if he got let go and they hired some new people, that happens all the fucking time. Or if they went into syndication or maybe the radio fucking station just closed itself. I mean, that fucking happens. But he's not doing it anymore. He's, uh, he's doing sales. And um, it, it hurt me a little bit that he was not doing the morning radio show anymore. 
just because that's something that I would love to do. I would love to do it. And uh, that he had that opportunity, and for whatever reason, the opportunity just didn't work out, so now he's having to do sales. He even said himself, he's like, I've gone to the dark side. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, I get it. But he seems happy with it. He seems happy. And again, I get it. It's just unfortunate. It's the whole living the dream shit. And I've, I've had conversations with a lot of people about it. You know, I kind of was trying to live my dream, and the dream didn't turn out like I would have wanted it to. Have you guys ever attempted to live your dream to do whatever you'd want to do? And it just didn't work out. It doesn't work out. I'm telling you, everybody, just because you want to go do something doesn't mean that you can fucking do it. Right? I hate to burst fucking bubbles. I When I was doing therapy with kids, a lot of the kids I worked with, you know, we just talk about future things and... Um, and a lot of the kids would always be like, okay, I want to be a professional basketball player when I grow up. And I'm like, okay. Step number one is for you to probably try and make the team for your high school. And they never fucking did. And uh, so I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm bursting bubbles. Why don't you come up with a new dream, right? It's easy to say, I want to fucking make video games for a living. Well, all right, then you got to fucking... Become knowledgeable with computer and software and programming and shit like that. They never did. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole. People would call me out and be like, oh, you're fucking bursting bubbles. I'd be like, am I bursting bubbles or am I being a realist? Right? You got to work towards your goals, too. You just can't say it and then have it happen. I got... Yesterday, I was exposed to a guy who was like a motivational speaker. And I just watched, I watched like 10 seconds of his clip because it made me want to fucking puke. Because it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you got to get up in the morning and you got to fucking go get it. You got to live your dreams. You got to be aggressive. You got to get at it. And you got to go and you got to do it. You got to stay focused. And he's just saying shit like that. He's just saying keywords and buzzwords and phrases and shit. And it's like, where's the knowledge, man? So it made me wonder, does anyone ever have the dream of being a motivational speaker? When you're a kid and you're in like fourth grade or fifth grade or sixth grade or whatever, you know, that time when people start asking you, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Does it, do any of those kids say, I want to be a motivational speaker? No, they don't because it's a bullshit fucking job. Oh, my God. I've never met a motivational speaker that I'm like, wow, they have imparted knowledge upon me that I was completely unaware of. I am so grateful that this motherfucker has stepped into my life. No, they aren't saying anything that you don't already know. You know it. Don't be a sucker. Don't pay for their shit. Pay for my Patreon instead. <laughs> Give me five bucks a month as opposed to giving them, uh, I don't know, $200 for a two-hour seminar or whatever. Fuck that shit. You know, if you buy into that shit, um, you're, you've uh, fallen into a cult. You're no different than guys trying to sell you Amway or Bitcoin. You're the same. It's all the same. Empty 
noises. That's what it is. Empty promises, empty noises. Speaking of emptiness, I went to a job interview today. Why? Why? Well, because I always feel like it's good to have those interviewing skills under your belt, right? Was this a job I would have taken? Yeah, I if I hadn't been offered this other job yesterday, I probably uh, I probably would take this job that I was interviewed interviewing with today, even though they haven't offered it to me yet. I felt pretty good about it. Because after the interview, the guy wanted to take me around. He, he took me around the warehouse. I'm going to tell you what the job is, and I can tell you who it's with. It was for uh, another driving position, but it was for uh, cleaning out porta-potties. <laughs> it's a shit job. <laughs> now, one kid in the fourth, fifth, sixth grade goes, Yeah, I want to clean out porta-potties. Hey, Mom, can you cut me some spaghetti? <laughs> cut me some spaghetti, Ma! So I was cleaning out porta-potties. Crazy job. But I like that kind of concept. I'm talking with the guy, and I like the concept of the job because you just, you got a truck. I don't even need a CDL or anything for this fucking truck. You just drive this truck, you drive your routes to porta potties. You fucking suck out the shit and the piss. <laughs> and uh, you, you spritz the fucking porta potty down and you move on. It ain't that hard. I mean, is it gross? Absolutely. Will it smell awful? You betcha. But I, I, I love jobs that you're like, Here's the job. Now go do it. And then you know when you're done. You know when you're done. And then you're done. It's the best. And the dude showed me around. He, afterwards, uh, I must have wowed him a little bit. I'll, I'll find out later that he was like, yeah, you suck. But I'm assuming when they take you around that there is a strong interest. He took me around. We actually, he showed me in the back. He showed, they got, there's various types of porta-potties, everybody. Some are very fucking high-end. They got a lot of, uh, Ones that are on trailers now that you will pay a lot of money for. It's crazy, right? So, uh, and then we went into a truck and we actually went to a porta potty and he showed me how to empty it out. It takes about, they say they want you to take about eight minutes to fucking suck up the shit and piss and clean everything out. I'm like, all right, okay, let's do it. So, uh, interesting. And first shift job. First shift job. Everybody's going to need it done. And they're looking to hire a bunch of people because um, summer's coming up. And that's when porta potties are prevalent. In the wintertime, and this is going to sound weird. In the wintertime, they put brine water in the porta potty. Because brine water, because it's salt water. It's not going to freeze. Because if you just use regular water, it's get your, your shit in the piss. It's going to freeze in the porta potty. You're going to have fucking poopsicles. <laughs> you can't get out poopsicles. Who the fuck's getting out a poopsicle? You can't have that. So the things I learned today. 
I learned they put brine water in porta potties in the winter. <laughs> I'm sharing knowledge with you guys. How about that? So I did the interview. Uh, I came back home. I did some shit. I sold shit on Macari. If you guys are interested, you know me. I got sports shit for sale on Macari. What I sell today? I sold a Tom Brady jersey. I sold uh, an old Pittsburgh Steelers t-shirt back when Bubby Brister was their quarterback. Holy shit. That was a long time ago. But that shirt was in great fucking shape. And then I sold the um, the mascot for the University of Miami, that fucking Ibris thing. I always thought it was like a weird pelican looking thing. It's not. It's the bird. I had a little, like, little doll thing. I sold that. So I had all those three things. I mailed them out. Went and looked at a car. Guess what I looked at, everybody? Ford Focus. I looked at a Ford Focus. It'll If I buy it, it'll be my sixth Ford Focus. Count them, everybody. Not one. I'm going to sound like LeBron James here. Not one. Not two. Not three. Not four. Not five. But six. Six. Steve, they must be shitty cars. No. No, they're not. I love it. They're great cars. Two out of the five uh, got destroyed in accidents as I got T-bone in one, and then I decided to wreck the other one last week myself. And then the other three I just drove into the ground. That's it. The very first one that I got was cherry red. Cherry, baby. Cherry. Had all the fucking bells and whistles, moonroof and all that shit. I love that car. And that's the one that got T-boned. Such a bummer. But, uh, yes, have I bought it? It's weird, though, because um, it looked just like my last car. It's a sedan, but it's a two-door. I didn't. I guess I wasn't paying attention, because I would assume all of the uh, two-door cars would be the hatchbacks, right? You got the sporty hatchback. And I'm not going to lie, everybody, I don't want a fucking hatchback again. The last Ford Focus I had that was a hatchback, I don't know. There was something weird about it. Like, it was a good car. But I don't know. There's something goofy about it. So give me the sedans. But this one's a sedan. It's only a two-door. But I'll probably buy it. Because it's uh, it was that or the Kia Soul that I looked at. And this one's just in a little better shape. A little better shape. A little less miles. And a little less money. So I'm probably going to buy it. Probably going to buy it. So then I also had to go do the ship for, the, for this new job. I had to go do a fucking piss test. They got to make sure I'm not a fucking stoner. I'm not a meth head. I'm not a crack addict. I'm not any of that shit. And uh, this is this is what I think, everybody. They shouldn't they shouldn't necessarily hire you, um, and do a like do a drug drug test beforehand. They should do a drug test on you like three months in. When you're just getting nice and comfortable into the job, like you, you finally are getting into a groove, and then you finally feel like, hey, I can hit the glass pipe again. <laughs> I can finally fucking uh, rip out my heroin kit and shoot up. Right? Because you go through that whole process of like, you know, you know you're looking for a job, so you lay off the pipe. Maybe you don't fucking put a tourniquet on your arm to get a fucking better dose of heroin. You know? 
but three months in, fuck yeah, I'm back to the smack. <laughs> Hi mom, can you cook me some spaghetti? <laughs> That's what I think, personally. But I'll say this too, I've had many jobs as a social worker where they're going to want you to be clean and not using or anything. And I have never been drug tested, ever. There is always that threat and fear and whatever else, but they never fucking did. I, once I got a job, I never had to deal with anything like that again. Did I ever have to worry about it? No, I don't fucking use drugs. I, get, I would get drunk every now and then, but I've never fucking, don't get high. I live a boring life. I got none of that shit. So I had to go through the whole this whole process of pissing in a cup for him, and then I get home and I gotta do all this other shit. And I just I'm always concerned that I'm going to miss something. And I feel like I bother these people because I just I message them and I go, hey man, hey man. I think I did all this shit. Just let me know if I did this shit. Did I do it? I did. Great. I don't want to bother you, but I'm just concerned that I'm going to miss some of this shit. So, there we go. So, I don't know. It's going to take them a couple days, and there we go. So, yeah. Yep. I'm going to wait to give my current job the the two-week notice. I don't think they'll give a fuck. I mean, I'm still in training. Like I said, they never even called me when uh, when I got into the accident. None of them called to check in on me, which I'm still fucking... It perturbs me a little bit. To me, it says a lot about that company, right? If, if someone calls in and goes, Hey, man, I was in an accident. I can't come in. Don't you think someone would fucking call and just go, Hey, are you all right? Do you, did you go to the hospital? I mean, just for their sake, they're, like, checking on you. On you. Like, fuck, I almost feel like, fuck, if I didn't go to work, I, is it because they're so used to having people just, like, disappear, like, no show, no call? They're like, well, I guess he's just not coming back. I don't fucking know. How awful of a job is that where that's commonplace? So, but I'm going to wait until I actually know and then I'll just be like, today's my last day. Lick my dick, suck my balls. <laughs> Hi, Bob. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Can you cook me some spaghetti? <laughs> Can you cook me some spaghetti? Ugh, <laughs> oh, Christ. Christ on a cracker. I got a phone call yesterday. I don't get too many people calling me. Do you guys get a lot of phone calls? I don't get too many phone calls. I'll answer normally. I'll even answer numbers I don't even necessarily know. Because it's so easy just to hang up on people nowadays. When I was much younger, I, I was I always felt bad. Like about like a telemarketer's rambling on about shit. And you're like, I don't want any. And they just continue to stay on the phone. And you feel bad about hanging up on them now? I'm like, fuck you. Why lose my number, you dick? That's where I'm at. But I got a call from a comedy buddy, and he's just he's bemoaning to me the state of comedy in the Grand Rapids area. 
And, uh, you know, I've been out of comedy, the stand-up scene for a while, like I pretty much fucking pre-COVID. It's been easily two years since I've been on a stage. Just don't care. But uh, he knows he can bitch to me. I mean, I'll sit and I'll listen. And uh, he's just talk. It's weird. There's um, the new comedy club in town is doing stuff. Good for them, right? Grand Rapids is a big enough city that we need. We need or should have at least a, a comedy club. A regular weekly comedy club. However, I was informed that this comedy club isn't going to function in the summer. They're not going to do anything in the summer. I'm like, what? And it, what they do is they're using a space above a brewery, the Creston Brewery. They're on the second floor. And apparently in the summer, they're going to use that space for weddings. <laughs> so they're getting, the comedy club's getting booted because they're going to make more money from weddings and catering shit. And that, I'm not going to lie, that made me laugh, everybody. I'm like, what? Like, you're not a real comedy club if you're, you're not doing shows weekly. Now, summer is tough. Yes, I'll be the first one to say it. Summer is tough for comedy here in the great state of Michigan because it's light out till 10 o'clock. Everybody wants to be outside. Everybody's at the lake. Everybody's camping. They're, they're fucking boating. They're fishing. Whatever. I get it. But you gotta have it. You gotta have it. You, got, you gotta have it? Yeah, you gotta have it. In this comedy club, for whatever reason, they're making announcements about how they're going to uh, represent or manage comedians and these are uh they're managing local comedians right and this is where if you don't give a shit about comedy just skip ahead like three minutes five tops can you cut me some spaghetti <laughs> um i'm i'm gonna say this positive hey good good for those people Good for the comics that they're representing. Good for them. And now here comes the, the real shit. Here comes Stu, the, the bubble burster. Uh, there's no need for it. There, there's no need uh, to represent these people. Because um, here, here you're representing local guys, local comedians who've for the most part, haven't really done anything. They've done shows around town. They're relatively funny. They're decent enough, whatever. But they've never done shows weekly. They've never done shows in clubs. They've never done shows like outside of the great state of Michigan. Yeah, it's that shit. You need to prove your worth. And I'm not saying that these comics don't have worth. I'm just saying nobody's going to go, you know what? I fucking need these guys. I need, I need these people on my roster. I need to book these guys. So what does it mean? It doesn't, it doesn't mean a fucking thing. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's kind of like, this is an example of stuff. Uh, there was a contest that we had at Dr. Grin's funniest person in Grand Rapids, right? And uh, the winner would get uh, 
$1,000, I think maybe at the end it was like $1,500 or whatever. You know, a, lot, a, a nice chunk of change in your pocket. And you got to, to hold that crown for a year. And I think we did it like 13 years in a row um, until COVID came right, right before we were getting into like the semifinals of the, the very last year. So we never actually crowned a person the last year of, of the shows. But um, what does it mean? Nothing. To win doesn't mean a fucking thing. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Because the people who won it, it didn't propel them into bigger and better things. The, the people who won it um, weren't getting booked into other clubs. There's the, the new cl comedy club, the Grand Rapids Comedy Club's putting having their own contest now. Good, good for them. I'm gonna tell you this as a as a comedian. I'll as a comedian, I'll tell you, don't fucking do contests. There's there's no reason to it. There's no point. As a promoter, I'll tell you, yeah, do do fucking contests. Do contests every fucking week. Why? Because it gets people to bring people into the club. That's it. I got two very different perspectives on contests. And they don't gel. But I understand the reason for it. I understand it as a comedian, and I understand as somebody who's trying to fucking put fannies in the seats. Two very different things. But this club is representing these people. I'm going to tell you guys right now, it doesn't mean a fucking thing. Because a lot of people are like, oh shit, they're getting represented. Eh, it doesn't mean a fucking thing. It it does, and why, why does it not mean anything? Because managers, real managers, only want to represent, represent people that they can make money off of. If, you, if you're making, you know, if this comedian is making a hundred bucks a show and you're getting 10%, you're getting 10 bucks from it, that's not worth your time and energy, right? You just, you can't do it. Logically, you can't do it. Stu, what the fuck do you know? I fucking have been involved in the comedy scene for fucking 18 years approximately. So I, I know enough. I know enough. Am I trying to bust bubbles and break things and whatever? No. But uh, I'm also going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to fucking pat you on the back and say, fucking, oh my God, you did it. You did it. You did it. Did you do it? No. No, go cuck me some spaghetti. <laughs> fucking. Turn that into a sticker for me, uh, Matt Harper. Cuck me some spaghetti. Ah, shit. Uh, speaking of Matt Harper, he's got a show that's going to be happening at Laugh Fest. He's got his Karajoki show. I don't know when the fuck that is, but it's going to be pretty soon. It's uh, What they do is the stand-up comedians will do time up front, and then they'll sing a song afterwards. It's always a lot of fun. I did that show twice. I had a good time. You should check it out. Go to laughfestgr.org, and you'll see all the shows that'll be happening uh, during Laugh Fest. And all the money goes towards Gilda's Grand Rapids. Gilda's Club Grand Rapids. It's a positive organization that helps people deal with grief and loss issues concerning cancer. Hey, Mom, can you cuck me some cancer? Ah, <laughs> uh, so do that if you can. Speaking of Matt Harper, he also does his own podcast, another episode podcast. They release new episodes every Wednesday. He and his partner, Mandy Elaine, they have a guest on, and they talk about movies that shaped their childhood. 
So these are movies that you've seen, you know, you love. Maybe you don't. And uh, it's always a good time every Wednesday. So check it out on your favorite podcast platform. And follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's another episode podcast. This past Wednesday was the movie Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Have, have I ever seen that movie? Fuck no, I've never seen it. Will I listen to the podcast? Fuck yeah, I'll listen to the podcast. And if it's a good podcast, maybe I'll fucking, uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll fucking end up watching it. So there we go. And that's a good artist. He's got art on uh, for sale on Instagram and TikTok. It's Matt Harper Art, Matt with two T's. So go buy some of his art or commission him to uh, draw some shit for you. So you can do that as well. Matt Harper Art on Instagram and TikTok. And he's, he started a new job this week, so I don't know how busy he is. But he can probably fucking uh, flip you a nice little thing at a reasonable price to do that. He painted my house. He drew my house. It's very nice. It's sitting on my fucking stove in the kitchen. I like it. Every time I cook something, I cook my, I cook my spaghetti. When I cook my spaghetti, I can look at my house. So do that. All right. It's been a lot of rambling. Rambling's not fucking good. I mean, it is good, but fuck, whatever. All right, I'm going to talk about this. Because I have a tendency to say bad shit about people when they die. Because <laughs> I'll say bad shit about people when they're alive. I don't give a fuck. And uh, I bring it up because a while ago, a couple of years ago, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, there was a guy in Grand Rapids who passed away. And everybody had these, uh, like, long fucking uh, memorials, positive statements about this guy. And uh, I'm like, fuck that guy. He, you know, in my relationship with him, he was, he was kind of a dick. And he did some dicky things. And I know he did some dicky things. Um, and so I, uh, I just didn't say anything. I went to his funeral, I paid my respects and all, but I'm not going to fucking be like, you know, he was one of the best guys around, I fucking love him, man, fucking thoughts and prayers. You know, you guys know me, I would never say thoughts and prayers. But, you know, all of that shit, I'm like, fuck no, if a, guy, if a guy's a cocksucker, a guy's a cocksucker. Do you gotta say it? No. Did I? No. But I, I fucking, I said shit to people when he was alive. I fucking probably said it to him. Fuck him. But they're talking about how lately there have been a lot of celebrities who passed in the last couple of years and people have come out and been burying them. And the examples they were given like were Kobe Bryant, Jerry Lewis, Hugh Hefner. Right? Apparently Hugh, there's some sort of documentary going on, A&E, Secrets of Playboy, where Hugh Hefner is just fucking getting destroyed. And you know what? It shocks me not fucking at all. Hugh Hefner, his whole fucking life was uh, based upon uh, objectifying women. And I know you can say, I was empowering women or whatever. Uh, eat my balls. I'm not sure fucking posting uh, pictures of naked women is empowering women. But, you know, the sexual revolution or whatever. I'm not, I guess I'm not buying it. If you want to buy that, fucking I got some spaghetti my mom can cook for you too. Uh, 
but they're talking about how the, these people are getting buried. And, and is it weird? Is it okay? Is it whatever? And uh, I, I personally think it's all right. I'm again. I'm always like. A lot of people would say on some things it's too soon. And I'm like, I don't believe in the too soon. Like when it comes to jokes, like if a lot of times, like if there's an accident or a death and someone will crack a joke on current events and uh, a lot of people go too soon. And I'm like, ah, it's not too soon. It needs to be funny. It needs to be fun. Is it funny? Yeah. Is it not funny? Well, then, yeah, then there you fucking go. So with these guys, I'm like going, if they were shitbags, they were shitbags. Fucking uh, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. He was a shitbag. So I don't think just because he died, they were going to sit back and be like, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was really good. He donated a lot of money to animal shelters. And fucking uh, one time... He drove me to the airport. Nobody else was going to drive me to the airport. And he fucking, he did it. Fuck you and fuck your mom. He was a shitbag, right? Shitbag's a shitbag. Harvey Weinstein, if he dies, he's a shitbag. Bill Cosby, he's a shitbag, right? Have at it, man. These other people, shitbags. I got zero problem with it. Right? Am I wrong? Do you guys think I'm wrong? I hope you don't. Right? I mean, because there are people in your life, family members, co-workers, neighbors, whatever, people you went to high school with. There are plenty of people I went to high school with that were shitbags. I, uh, speaking of which, this is tangent time. There was a guy who uh, I went to high school with who I had been informed that he went fucking nuts and uh, killed himself. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. I mean, I think I said that out loud, but inside I'm like, good, fuck him. Because he was kind of a douche and he made my life a little more difficult than it needed to be in high school, right? And I was like, oh. But I found out like a couple weeks ago, the fucker's still alive. I was like, oh, I was more disappointed to find out he was alive. I liked the narrative of him going crazy and killing himself. That was good for me. <laughs> him being alive, and I guess he's like a lawyer and he's married with kids. That That is not a good narrative for me. I do not want him to live a happy life. There was another guy in high school who, would, who fucking uh, was a bit of a dick to me. And... Uh, it was it was uh, pointed out to him that he was a dick to a lot of people, and he acknowledges the fact that he was a dick to a lot of people. Uh, he hasn't come right out and like apologized to me in any way. I would never expect him to do it. Uh, I don't really again another guy who fucking became a lawyer. Um, I wouldn't expect him to. I wouldn't reach out to him or not. I, he's just a guy I don't want to have anything to do with. Because apparently, like, he was having some huge party at his house or whatever for, like, a reunion. And I was like, they're like, you going to go? I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking go. I didn't like this guy fucking then. I don't I don't know him now. Why would I go to his house? Fuck that shit. Am I being petty? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm going to move on with all my day. Live my life. 
St. Paddy's Day is coming up. You guys like St. Paddy's Day? I, I liked it when I was younger, when I could actually kind of partake in the uh, drinking aspect of it all, right? It's, it's just another thing to get fucking ripped. And uh, I used, back when I was a runner, I used to participate in the, uh, the Shamrock Run back in Buffalo. It's an 8K race, so it's like a five miles like 4.97 miles it's like a five mile race and uh you would get a really nice item with it you'd sign and you know like a coat or a windbreaker or a sweatshirt you know something nice you'd get something nice and then afterwards they just had a beer tent where you would just drink for free it was the greatest of all fucking time love that fucking race south buffalo you would pass so many fucking burned out abandoned buildings south buffalo was a shithole i haven't been back in a long time but you never wanted to go to south buffalo that's where all the irish lived but fuck me you wouldn't want to go there but i don't really know a lot of the traditions of saint patrick's day so i'm gonna end on this little thing this little article is about fucking nine different things that occurred during saint patty's day traditions unique traditions like the tradition of wearing green why is it green well apparently saint patrick's original color of choice was blue huh in fact it wasn't until 1641 over a thousand years after his death that green became Green began making a statement in Ireland. When Ireland decided it no longer wanted to be controlled by Britain, the Irish began donning green in a display of nationalism. So there you go. That's how the Irish got green. Because blue is English and green is Irish. So fuck you, England. Fuck you, you mother fox. What do you eat on St. Paddy's Day? Well, a lot of people will eat fucking corned beef and cabbage. That's, I'm not going to lie, it's gross. I am not a fan of corned beef or cabbage. I like cabbage when it's turned into coleslaw, but fucking corned beef and cabbage, it's gross. Uh, beef wasn't easily available in Ireland as it was expensive and hard to find. People dined on salt pork instead. Even today in Ireland, most people look to the cheaper alternative and buy beef brisket rather than corned beef and cabbage. But when immigrants settled in New York in the 19th century, they began eating beef. The meat was sold by local kosher butchers and as such was more available and more affordable than pork. So there you go. That's why the corned beef and cabbage. Eating Blarney Stone pastries. I don't think I've ever eaten a Blarney Stone pastry. Have you? It's a delicious peanut and powdered sugar filled St. Paddy's Day treat. It's believed to have originated in Iowa, and it's extremely popular in the Midwest. I don't know. I've never had it. The Blarney Stone pastry was named after a piece of limestone that was built into Blarney Castle in 1446, which is said to bring the gift of grace and gab to those who kiss it. Huh. Getting pinched for not wearing green. Ugh. That's a whole dumb fucking leprechaun bullshit thing. You gotta wear it dumb today it's believed pinching people for not wearing green is to is a way to remind them for not supporting their irish pride whatever uh parades why do we have fucking parades the first parade was held in new york city in 1762 
according to Timothy Mager, a history professor at Catholic University. What the hell? Catholic University? CU? You know what CU is? It's the beginning of cuck. <laughs> Catholic University, children, something. These parades were important to the Irish as they allowed the Irish Americans to showcase the size of their communities and celebrate their identities. Whatever. Drowning the shamrock. I don't know what the fuck that is. Do you guys? You gotta be super Irish if you've done this. At the end of the night, St. Patrick's Day celebrators dunk a shamrock into the last glass of whiskey, toast to the saint, and then toss the shamrock over their left shoulder for good luck. The custom predominantly takes place to honor St. Patrick, who may have used the shamrock as a teaching tool for Catholicism. Its three leaves are said to have represented the Holy Trinity. All right, whatever. Dying River Green. I've only seen that in Chicago. I've never seen it anywhere else. The Journeyman's Plumber Local Union 130 first died the Chicago River in 1962. The dye the plumbers chose had previously been used to track pollution and waterways, but the bright green color seemed like a perfect medium for a colorful St. Patrick's Day display. Turning the river green requires 40 pounds of dye, which lasts for a few days each year. All right, there you go. Number eight, drinking green beer. How about that? Green beer first arrived on the American bar scene in the early 1900s. The unconventionally colored concoction Continued to grow more popular in the following decades, eventually spreading internationally. Blue food coloring mixes with beer's yellow tones to create a visually striking libation. I had no problems with drinking green beer. They'd usually fucking put it in piss beer like Miller Lite or Natty Lights, whatever. And last but not least, number nine, abstaining from alcohol. I have never heard of that. No Irish person has ever abstained from alcohol. Although St. Patrick's Day is commonly celebrated with lots of beer, particularly Guinness in America, it is used to be a day of sobriety for Irish citizens. This is because St. Patrick's Day is considered a holy day, which is meant to be observed by going to church. Oh my God, gross. Because of this, pubs in Ireland were closed on the holiday all the way up until the 1970s. So there you go. If you guys give a shit about any uh, St. Patrick's Day traditions, now you know why you're doing it. Uh, except for abstaining. No one abstains from booze. All right, everybody, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Thank God. A lot of you are like, thank God. Stop talking. It's number 600. Celebrate. Celebrate good times. Come on. Can you cook me some spaghetti? Cook me some spaghetti, Mom. Can you cook it? Uh, I'm going to ask you guys a couple things to do. I already told you about the Matt Harper stuff. Go do those things. Another episode of podcast, Matt Harper Art. Go like my Facebook page and Twitter page for this, Elemental Podcast. That'd be great. Go check out the Sunday Slaw with Adam and Stephanie House. They like cabbage in the form of coleslaw, hence the Sunday Slaw. They do videos then, Facebook Lives. They tell you if the slaw is good or bad. And there we go. So go check them out, the Sunday Slaw. Adam also sells homes. So if you live in the state of Michigan, maybe he can help you out. Maybe he can sell you a house. Maybe he can help you buy a house. Or maybe he can at least give you some suggestions. And last but not least, my boy John Midgley. He's got a Facebook page for his magic exploits. He's a magician. He is a social worker. 
And he is a uh, calligrapher. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Yeah. Used to be a professional calligrapher. People used to come to him and they'd ask him to translate books into calligraphy. It'd take him fucking years to do all this shit. It's not easy writing in calligraphy, man. But he would do it because he's a man. Yesterday I mentioned another job that he had. Uh... And usually, most of the shit I say is uh, is bullshit, right? Usually, it's bullshit. Not today. Calligraphy is something he really does do, man. Professional calligrapher. Uh, but yesterday, I said that he uh, he graded cards. He graded sports cards. And you know what? I was lying. But he fucking he did do it. He did in high school. He graded sports cards. He worked for some sort of like comic book sports card shop. And he did do it. So I didn't fucking lie. I was telling the truth about that, everybody. But he is a calligrapher. So if you want him to translate any shit into calligraphy, uh, he can do it for you. I'm, I'm sure he could. Get a hold of him. Go to Magic JBM, John Badass Midgley. The B stands for Badass Calligrapher. So go do those things. Uh, consider subscribing to the Patreon. Five bucks a month. It's the, What does it do? It's the same shit. It's this shit, just more of it. So if you like shit, you'll love that shit. So five bucks a month, go to patreon.com, search out Elemental Podcast, you'll find it. Go check it out. All right? That's it. I'm done. 600's done. I'm almost at 500 for uh, for the Patreon. How about that? I think Saturday will be number 500 for the Patreon. I made a lot of milestones. So there we go. All right, that's it. I'm done. I love you guys. Uh, enjoy your Thursday or whenever you're listening to this shit. And I will, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow on the uh, Patreon or I'll talk to you on Friday. Friday or Monday. God damn it, Steve. Monday, can you cook me some spaghetti uh, for the freebie? All right, we'll see you guys. Have a good one. Okay, bye.